Welcome back to Elevate Ordinary. Today we are talking about getting ready for baby time because it is almost baby time. See you in a moment. Well, hello and welcome back to Elevate Ordinary. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi. I'm Teresa Grodi and I'm hot. We're Oh, I agree. I want to just let it be known right I've now. I've got my cup of ice. I completely agree with that statement. I'm um, eight months pregnant or however many months. Seven? Am I only seven? Yes. Oh, goodness. And we're back with another hey. conversation about... No, that's a different show. Pregnancy. We are, <laughs> extraordinary conversations about the ordinary pursuit of truth, has been goodness, hosts and too beauty. many shows. I have to do different things. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're, we're back again talking about, you know, it's more aspects of our day-to-day life that we maybe take for granted, that maybe God uh, has more to give us than we're currently embracing. Um, you know, the opportunities for virtue, the opportunities to grow in holiness, the opportunities to serve one another uh, more. If we can just if we can just take those pieces out, examine them a bit, crack them open and see what more the Lord is sending to us that we're not quite seeing yet. So that's we're talking about, uh, as always today in particular, about getting ready for baby, which yeah, so we've got some experience with. Yeah, we kind of wanted. To, so uh, right now, I'm pregnant with baby number six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This little girl. I really want another ultrasound just to be certain. <laughs> we've named her Mary Prudence. If this but... baby's not named Mary Prudence, <laughs> it'll have to be Mary with an E. You know, it'll have to be Mary. Mariadoc. Mariadoc Prudence. <laughs> That's actually kind of an awesome name. <laughs> Uh oh. Okay, we're good. Never mind. It can be either way. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, but so we kind of like I have a lot of ambitions for the topic of pregnancy, because mm-hmm. um, I like talking about my opinion <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but we wanted to do an episode specifically about how we, as a couple, mm-hmm. prepare for the baby. Mm. Um, you know, because our life has been kind of lived in these two-year cycles of pre like trying to get pregnant pregnancy not happy to try very hard no i mean we've gotten pregnant 100 percent of the time we're, first time we've and ever joking tried. aside like we're really blessed in that we yeah know that that's something yeah. people struggle with out there yeah, yeah. and I, I always joke like because like i talk about nfp sometimes mm-hmm. publicly and people are like but you have six kids and i'm like it's worked 100 percent of the time for us <laughs> there's there's never been a time where we tried to abstain and got pregnant <laughs> So anyway, doesn't matter. That's not part of this conversation. But we so we like we kind of live in these two year cycles of infertility, working towards get me getting pregnant um, in terms of like making sure my body is healthy, our family is healthy. We're ready to go through that pregnancy cycle again. Can we pause? Yes. Hold on. What did you say? Two years cycles of infertility? Well, I was getting to the cycle, the whole cycle. Okay. I'm sorry. Can you start that statement? Sure. I was just confused. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we live in these like two year cycles beginning with like the infertile phase. With the new baby, nursing, yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah all that. Um, well, we're basically, I'm not pregnant or, you know, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. Um, but then we like start to recognize that we want to get pregnant again and it's possible for my body to be happy being pregnant again. Um, and then we're working towards me getting pregnant um, towards our health, towards our habits, mm. you know. And then um, 
pregnancy and then the postpartum period, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, we, we do, we live, our kids are all like two years apart. So it is this like two year cycle that we live in. Mm -hmm. So we just wanted to give kind of our thoughts about that. Um, and pregnancy for us has always been like, we've wanted to get pregnant more often (laughs) than, um, we have gotten pregnant. But we we have always assessed our reality of like, I know, like I want a baby six weeks after I just had one <laughs> because the newborn is gone. I don't have a newborn anymore and I want it. I don't um, know. Did we ever actually like decide on the two-year cycle? I don't think we ever no, did. No, 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 We just always but felt. So, but from the beginning yeah. of our marriage, it was always like, well, either, you know, you, you had concerns about your health or like when we first got married, we didn't have any place to live. So that was kind of a, you know. A, <laughs> we were living with relatives. And, and it just, there was always. It just kind of always worked out that the, the timing was just about right. Whenever the two-year mark, it was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's time to have another baby. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I would really base it on how I felt, mm-hmm. how my I felt in my body, how I felt in my mental space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we decided, and that's just that's us, and you know, and that's an important again a different episode on NFP stuff, but it's an important aspect of being a Catholic couple is that this is something. That is to be intentional, prayed through, discerned through. Um, you know, the, the, on the on the one hand, the church calls us to a high standard of of um, being open to life and being uh, uh, to embrace life, to have to have children, to to um, that whole thing, that whole you know ideal of family life. Mm-hmm. But then also that we're to be intentional about it. You have to be working with your spouse. You have to be. Um, you know, evaluating your health and, and making sure that you're, yeah, and you're like, doing it together. You know? What things are grave and what things are not grave. You know, like we've been in situations where it's like we are ready to get pregnant again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've cleared all my health problems. We've gotten the series of whatever I needed to get, you know, before we conceived again and cleared that. And it's like, oh, nine months from now would be a wedding <laughs> for, you know, like a friend that we'd be in. And it's like, well, that's just that's simply not a grave reason, mm-hmm. you know, for me to wait another month to get right. pregnant. Um, and thanks be to God because Lucy wouldn't be here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so discerning as a couple. Yeah, I wasn't prepared to talk about discernment as a well, couple. Then let's talk, we'll talk, about, we'll it talk about it in an NFP episode. Back on to baby getting ready for. Yeah, so um, I want to talk because John Mark is equally preparing for the baby as mm-hmm. I'm like going through pregnancy. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about like your priorities as a man mm-hmm. before the next baby comes. Mm-hmm. Sure. I was thinking about this the other day in that it's, it's come natural to me um, just in my own discernment, my own kind of working on myself you know, since we've been married that uh, as we get ready for the baby, I begin to feel more the responsibility, the weight of that. And that has translated into me, you know, wanting to dive deeper into prayer and into getting myself physically ready. Um, you know, a couple of times I've like, you know, leading up to the time the baby is due, like, um, like fasting from certain foods and alcohol, just to be like really physically ready, you know, really working on getting exercise, getting good sleep. Uh, because after the baby comes just the way it works out in our family, like I, I end up doing a lot cause I, we really want mm-hmm. you to be able to recover well. And there's just, there's just a lot of sleepless nights and baby sleep training and, you know, still taking care of all the kids and all that stuff. And so, um, I, I do a lot to get the house ready. I do a lot to get myself ready, uh, so that when it happens, I'm, I'm really ready for it. But then also 
one thing I've been thinking about this time is that I want to make sure I, I keep that going all the way through. I think in the past I've tended to kind of like drop my discipline after mm-hmm. the baby's there. Because um, it's fun to just it's, snuggle. Because it's done. Now we can just relax for a bit. You know, yeah. I'm, off, I'm off work for a bit. and uh, But I want to keep it going through so that I can, uh, we don't have, you know, unnecessary months of like me getting fat while we're just cuddling with a new baby. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, no, that's really true because a lot of times like five of our babies in the are in the August time. Mm-hmm. One is just over in September. So this is our first baby out of that time period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like we go into winter and we we both like put on a ton of weight because we're just like snuggling with the baby and we're sleep deprived and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Mark, like so he has a lot to handle during my pregnancies and during the postpartum period. So it it makes total sense, like when you were talking about this the other morning, like it makes total sense that your goal is then to be like, she's slipping in discipline because of whatever goes through, whatever I go through in pregnancy. You know, it's really day by day. Like I'm just trying to figure out like how I feel, you know, when should I eat this meal? When should I eat that meal? This made me sick yesterday. You know, I could I was incapacitated after dinner time. So we're going to try this a different way. Like, it's just a lot of me trying to, like, feel out how the heck I feel and how I can actually contribute to the household. Yeah. And then, like, you have to shoulder the majority of, like, the burden during that time. Mm-hmm. And then also during the postpartum time, because we've learned mm-hmm. over the course of, like, several crazy i mean like postpartum depression crazy periods difficult ones yeah. um that like if i don't rest mm-hmm. and heal my body like we are in for a serious <laughs> instability like yeah. in the near future and so like it is like it is super sacred like the postpartum period for me like resting 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 um and you know we just kind of take every that's that's one practical thing we yeah. kind of take everything off of our calendar from the due date for like two months. Like we don't take on responsibilities mm-hmm. or, or things like that or trips or, you know, weddings or <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think yeah, taking that really seriously and taking the practical aspects of that really seriously. We talk about it a lot on this show. Uh, and also, you know, Andrew Reinhardt over on his, on physically spiritual mm-hmm. here on uh, Elevate Ordinary uh, talks about this a lot that as Catholics, oftentimes we, we, or even as just Christians in general, we end up with this really compartmentalized, Faith life, you know, that, you know, the faith and intentionality and discernment and prayer over here. And then other things that seem to us kind of secular or neutral, like, oh, what I eat or how I sleep, that can, that's all over there. And it's nice and it may be important, but it's not really that big of a deal. That stuff affects your whole person and your faith is about your whole life. Everything you do or don't do is how um, it, it should be how you're being obedient to God and how you're trying to, to lean into the vocation that he's given you. And when you're getting ready for the baby or then dealing with the after effects of having had a baby as a, as a woman, as a couple, as a family, all those things contribute. I mean, like <laughs> your sleep matters. Your, what you're eating, whether it makes you feel like trash, you know, or be remain healthy and strong and alert, it matters. You know, mm-hmm. um, as a husband, you, pick up literally and figuratively a lot of, or you ought to, uh, after the baby is born, you pick up a lot of new responsibilities, uh, and new, new things that you need to do for the family. Being strong, being fit is, is part of that. It's helpful mm-hmm. for that. So the preparation for getting pregnant, the preparation for the baby to come and then maintaining your rule of life, your disciplines 
after the baby comes so that you can remain uh, strong and present to to be a man for these others mm-hmm. that the Lord has given you. That is really important. Yeah. yeah. And our kids even share in this a little bit because eggs are just such a struggle for me when I'm pregnant. The mm-hmm. whole pregnancy, like eggs, for some reason, they're just so nasty and I don't want to eat them. But they're like they're like my prenatal vitamin. Mm-hmm. Like we get really good pastured eggs from our friends who are farmers mm-hmm. and they're full of all kinds of things that me and the baby need. And um, so a lot of times like the kids even have to watch me eat like a delicious piece of toast with like my eggs or like I've been making oatmeal and like putting eggs in it. And the kids are like, Cecilia, our sweet little Cecilia is just like, wow, I'm so glad I'm watching you eat this oatmeal, mommy. It's good for you and the baby. I'm like, I know, guys. Um, so everybody kind of shoulders this like strange time where like I'm just trying to be real and honest about the things I need. Um, and and I am like I am an overachiever, so I don't tend to like milk laziness for all it is like, mm. you know, so I, I don't necessarily have to. I, I feel bad when yeah. I am out of commission. I feel really bad when I'm out of commission. Mm. Um, I think weaknesses in your um, your virtues and um, habits as a couple really come to the forefront mm-hmm. during uh, like getting ready when the baby's getting closer or in the postpartum time because it's just a it's a tough time physically, spiritually, mm-hmm. um, mentally. There's a lot of upset that goes on there. And so if you're not already strong, if you don't already have good habits, it gets exposed really quickly. Mm-hmm. And so again, leading up to that, uh, you know, get those things in order, get that routine in order. Like yeah. when, when are we hanging out? When are we talking about our life? Mm-hmm. We did a recent episode talking a lot about day-to-day routines, working on those as a couple, experimenting with them. You don't want to wait until you realize you're really lacking in in quality time, in sleep, in exercise, in prayer. You don't want to wait till that's that's at a crisis point. You want to be working at that in the good times. Mm-hmm. So when the, in, when the pregnancy is going great, you know, and the morning sickness is gone, yeah. like, yeah, you need to work on getting that rule of life in order and then holding to that during the difficult that's times. That's St. Ignatius of Loyola's discernment of spirits, babe. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. I it's know, just, right? It's you know, awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we work on routines. Yeah. Like, I'm always thinking of how I can prepare the older children mm-hmm. to take on some tasks. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I print out laundry instructions. Mm-hmm. I print out, you know, like, uh, like if someone else were to come into my house and have to take care of my house, mm-hmm. I want to be able to give them instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a mindset that I think of, like, the entire pregnancy. You made lists last time, I remember, because we, we got member. to a yeah. place after the baby was born and um, people were offering help, but we hadn't really thought about it. And so we were kind of like, no, I guess we're good because we just couldn't think of things oh, in the moment. Yeah, lists. And you're like, oh, ahead of time, I need yeah. to say, like, if someone asks or offers to, mm-hmm. to give help, like, I want to have a list of, oh, yeah, it'd be great if you did some laundry or came, you know, came over. And yeah, did I did. I made a list of five things before I gave birth to the baby that if yeah. someone came over to visit me and was like, can I help you with anything? I wouldn't just yes. be like, no, no. <laughs> You know, I'd be like, yeah, here's this list I made when my, my brain wasn't all mush. Can you do a load of dishes? <laughs> you yeah, know, or yeah. something like that. Um, the meal train is another good but thing. But also, yeah, yeah, so I, as soon as we're pregnant, as soon as we're pregnant, I'm thinking about childcare after the pregnancy. I'm talking to our relatives that we're planning on having take the kids when mm-hmm. um, I go into labor. Um, we had a home birth last time, mm-hmm. so that made, like, that made it a little different because the kids had to go somewhere else. 
Um, I'm not one of those people who feels like totally at ease and <laughs> that, calm that, when my children that are wasn't around the reason me when you I'm in labor. Moved to home birth. <laughs> so they have to go somewhere else. Um, and I'm, you know, talking to a friend, making sure that we can get a meal train set up. Like, mm. um, and uh, I make a bunch of freezer meals towards the end. I haven't made my freezer meals yet, but I make those about a month out. Um, maybe about 20 freezer meals. There's like this lady, $5meals.com. What is it? $5dinners.com. <laughs> and she has a $150 20 freezer meal plan that's gluten-free and you get all of the ingredients from Costco. Nice. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I've made it for a few babies, so I really she doesn't pay me, but I heartily endorse her. <laughs> um, we also have done a staycation, except for this pregnancy, we didn't get because we had other things going on. God provided in other ways <laughs> this time, <laughs> but usually what we do is during the second trimester, when I'm feeling a little better, we do a staycation where my mom or your mom will come and stay at the house with the existing kids. <laughs> Or the, the, out the born kids. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the out kids. <laughs> and <laughs> the buns that are out of the oven. <laughs> yes, got it. And we'll just go stay at a local hotel because um, we'd wanted to do a vacation, but like travel is so expensive. It's, yeah. It's, and it's tiring, and I don't want to do that. And it takes extra time, you know, that you have a babysitter for the kids. And so we were just like, let's just go to the hotel. It's like a nice mid pregnancy breather down you know. the street. Go to, you know, walk around, go to some of our favorite restaurants, that kind of thing. Yeah, and spend spend money at places that we wouldn't spend money at with all of our kids. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, yeah. it's wonderful. So we've done that. And I, I've heard other couples say that they do similar things in the second trimester because mm -hmm. you just feel better. I yeah. feel the woman feels better. Um, we're making sure that you're aware you're saving your days off. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. always something like... Yeah. We're making sure. Yeah, we have a plan for. Yeah, from the beginning, because yeah. sometimes it does take being really intentional about those nine months <laughs> to make sure that you get the days off that you need. And mm -hmm. you're, I mean, now so many people can work at home mm -hmm. so much. So maybe like having a plan for how to manage children while you're working at home, mm -hmm. you know, would be really helpful. Um, and, and practicing that plan so that you're not practicing it as soon as the baby comes and now you're with the children, <laughs> you know, and your wife's out of commission. Um I also keep like a pregnancy word document that mm -hmm. I've kept since our first baby 10 years ago, 11 years ago, mm -hmm. where I just kind of jot down the things that I go through and when I go through them in the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And that's really helpful because sometimes you'll find yourself going crazy or experiencing like a symptom and you'll be like, what is going on? Like, I'm going to die. This means I have everything under the sun that can go wrong in a pregnancy. And like, I'll look at my word document. And I'll just be like, oh, you know what? I actually did experience that and it was okay. Or yeah. it was because I drank this herb or had fish oil or something like that. You know, like it's the random things. You never know what it's going to be during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, so just, it was just a word document. It wasn't like a book or anything. Like, and I pull it up and I just add to it by trimester. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. And during the entire time to the whole pregnancy and even before pregnancy, you know, we're kind of setting the mood for our children mm -hmm. um, to, to like, integrate that family member into our lives, right. you know? Dude, this, um, this is a family project, having yeah. another baby, yeah. Yeah, it's like a family rallying cry, Yeah, you know, I where 
we're just like, we're all doing this for the baby, you know, and it's going to be so exciting when the baby comes and we're going to cuddle it and whatnot. And when you were little, we did this for, you know, we did this for mommy so that she could carry you and things like that. Um, And it's totally normal and natural. Like I have this feeling every time where you're just like, how am I going to love these other children when I have to spend all of this time with the baby? Um, And I think people get concerned that your other children are going to be resentful. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's a mistake to let your kids know that, to even put it in their head. Um, Because if you are happy and joyful and you are talking about how joyful it's going to be to have this baby come into the family, you know, like they're not going to think anything else Mm -hmm. until they do think something else. But you've been like, like, so when the baby comes, Mm -hmm. you have a story about that. But like Mm -hmm. when the baby comes and they, things are different, you know, like, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. At least like you have something to go back to, you Mm -hmm. know, like your, your family rallying. Remember, we've been so excited. And when I was, you know, when I was nursing Mm -hmm. you, you know, like um, the other kids had to, you know, they just had to have a little time on their own too. And it's just like what you're going through right now Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um. You tell a story about Dominic? Yeah, well, when our second was born, so Lucy, when she was born, and I came home from the hospital after, you know, a day and a half, and Grandma had, had Dominic, our eldest, uh, he was very reticent. And he was only, you know, two, just just two, mm-hmm. less than two, right? Yeah. Just two, yeah. Just two. Um, math is not my strong suit. Um, he was very reticent. He was very quiet. And I, you know, I was like, oh, do you want to call mom, talk to mommy? And he was like, no, no, you want to talk to you want to go see the baby at the hospital? No, I don't want to. You know, and he wasn't talking at that point, but he was just very, very quiet. Obviously, the whole thing had sort of impacted him. Just the, you know, the us leaving in the middle of the night and well, the baby like, stuff, whatever. And he, he was, was just totally normal, totally normal, and like happy it. about the baby. And then the first time he saw me have a contraction, he yelled at me. He said, "No!" Yeah, he was just no! afraid. He was afraid. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, I'm what's, like what's going what on is here? wrong with this kid? Get yeah. him out of the room. <laughs> So the point is, is that, you know, so in that interim time when I came home to the hospital and I was, and I was there as a parent of a young, a very young kid, you know, less than two years old uh, or two years old, uh, I didn't, I wasn't thinking in terms of, oh, I need to talk this through with him because he wasn't even really verbal at that point. And so I was just, I was trying to be nice to him and everything, but it, it's sort of on a whim. I was just like, Hey, you know, buddy. Uh, and I wasn't expecting him to understand me at that point. I was just like, hey, buddy, you know, we have a new baby, but, you know, like you're you're my big boy and I love you and, and we're, you know, we're a family. And, it's, and, I, and I was just like saying things and I wasn't thinking too much about it because I just didn't expect him to understand it. But it he did like he, he we got done and whatever whatever he picked up from that, he gave me this big hug. And and then he was smiling again. And he was ready to go to the hospital and see the baby. And so ever after that, I've just I don't I don't underestimate how even the littlest kids um I mean, they, they, they pick up more than you realize. And so, again, I think all the, all the leading up to the baby, you know, talking about it, this is a project as a family. We're going to love this baby. We're going to take care of mommy, all that kind of stuff. But then, you know, uh, even when the baby comes, taking seriously their, their little feelings and mm-hmm. what they're going through and, and addressing those and digging in with them and even talking yeah. to the little kids in ways that you don't necessarily expect them to. Like, I don't want this to sound like contradictory advice because this makes sense in my head. Uh I don't know if it is making sense as we're saying it. But if you put the fear of expectation on them, Mm -hmm. 
the whole pregnancy. It's like telling a kid you're going to go to the water park like three months before you go to the water park. There's a reason why people spring Disney on their kids like as they're getting on the plane, right? Because there's a lot there's a lot of emotions that can happen yeah. in that space of time. So like keeping it really positive and just exciting and how are you going to help with the baby? You're going to help me change diapers. Can you, you know, just things like that or like I'm going to need you to do laundry, you know, when I'm recovering with the baby or something like that. Like keeping it really, really positive. But then when the baby comes or when they express their fears or they act out or, you know, do something that's out of normal. Be ready for it. And yeah. Be, ready to be patient with it and be ready just yeah. to talk to them. But I think it. that yeah. your fears can become really apparent to them. Yeah. So you need to kind of come to terms with your own fears without the children. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. separately from the children. Um, and it's it's totally normal to be yeah. afraid that your kids are going to feel unloved or that you don't have enough love to... Um, give to everyone because then when the baby comes, you'll see like, it's, it's like magic. Like your love just becomes more. Yeah. It's like the Grinch's heart. Like it just, it's just more, more like you could have never expected it. Mm-hmm. Every single time it happens, it's like more. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's certainly not less, yeah. but I was going to make another exhortation just to the men. Like this is, and this is game time, right? Get, especially as it gets closer to the baby and and she's really feeling the weight of it figuratively and, and literally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like this, this is game time. And so again, dig, get that rule of life together, dig into it, get those habits down. Now they're going to carry you all the way through. And it's a good time to do extra prayer for your wife maybe over your wife. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to, to maybe fast, you know, do some sacrifices ahead of time, like offer this up, uh, really go to battle spiritually for your wife. This is the time for it. Um, and, for her and for yourself, for her, you know, like praying for the family during that time of real opportunity, but, but difficulty when the baby comes and, and schedules are upset and everything's different. And, you know, we, you don't, there, you never know, you know, what additional health problems or, or difficulties might be encountered. Just be praying, covering that in prayer ahead of time. You know, uh, this is a good time for husbands to really dig into that. When I get pregnant, I email convents right away. Mm. asking them to pray for me during my pregnancy. So that's something I've done with every one of our babies. Um, Because so my friend Rachel was reminding me when I saw her the other day and she's seen me through a bunch of pregnancies. She's my chiropractor. um, So Dr. Dr. Rachel, Um, she was, I was just like, gosh, I'm so worried. Like I'm getting so much weight and I'm so afraid that like it's going to affect my labor. And I know it is. And like, there's so many more morbidities that can occur. And just like, I was just like, and she's like, I've seen you through what four, three or four pregnancies. And she's like, you always worry like this. Mm-hmm. You always say these negative things. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, why? Because like the evil one wants to whisper these things into your ears. He wants you to hear them because what you're doing is the thing he hates the most. You're bringing a new life into this world, and this life is going to be consecrated to Christ. He wants you to think all the horrible things, and she's so right. Mm -hmm. I do. I am so negative. If my pregnancy isn't going perfect, I'm immediately jumping to, like, everything that can go wrong during labor Mm -hmm. and delivery and postpartum. You know, like, my mind is just there, like, all the ways that it's going to affect everything. You know what I mean? And I never think positively during pregnancy. So your prayers, and he never tells me when he's praying or fasting for me and the baby. I always find out after, and it's very sweet. Um, 
or like when we want to conceive mm. and you're praying and fasting and then you tell me after we've conceived and I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> so awesome, babe. Um, but like it, the prayers are just so necessary. Yeah. So I'm so negative um, and so afraid, you yeah. know. So, yeah, I don't, I want to have one of those great labors where you're like not afraid, you know. One of those, eh? Like I'm not afraid of the pain. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm like afraid of just all the things that could go wrong. Yeah. You know, I want to have affirmations. Gosh, well, I think, darn it. I think if you have a great birth affirmation yeah. plan, can you email me or post it below or what well, not? Pointing out the, the spiritual battle around it is is a really important one. And maybe a good note to end here that, yeah, this is, this is such a good thing. Uh, this is what the devil hates the most because this is what God loves so much. You know, this is how he brings new people into the world. This is the 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 fundamental cell of society is the family, and so this whole process, this whole messy, uh, goofy process of having babies, is um, is God's plan, you know, and He loves it. He uh, He shows up to turn your water into wine, you know, but you need to be ready for it. You need to prepare for it. So, I thought that was going to be an amniotic fluid joke there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, on that note, uh, hopefully some of that was was edifying and, and helpful. Let us know your thoughts. You know, those those who, who've been through this process before, what are your best tips for getting ready for baby time, uh, both for the mom as well as for the dad? We'd love to hear those thoughts. So share them with us. I don't know how do they share them with us. I mean, if it's on social media, you know, comment or, or send an email. Do we Gosh, even do we know even what we're doing email? here? <laughs> if you go to elevateordinary.com. <laughs> There'll be some way to let us know your thoughts or put it in the comments. Yeah, elevateordinary.com. And if you like what we're doing on this show, uh, we'd love your uh, your partnership in it. And there's there's information about how you can partner with us and support this show and be part of our, our patron community, the Manor at St. Anne's at elevateordinary.com. And be sure to download the Awaken app at theawakenapp.io uh, where you can get access to this show and other shows and their, com- their associated patron communities. So... Once again, thank you for this uh, for joining us for this episode of Elevate Ordinary. God bless you. We'll talk to you again next time.